all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello! That sounds like a goal call. Uh huh. Mm. I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> this might be the latest we have ever recorded an episode. This will surely be two days that we're technically recording in. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. If you follow us on Twitch, you can watch David play through The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us Part 1. Part 1. Which is That's the right. uh, remastered upgrade for uh, PS5, and it's Ooh. fantastic. I take your word for and it. And if you don't want to watch that, the HBO series comes out in February, I believe, which okay. I'm very excited for. Very yes. good. <laughs> very good. It was a, uh, a two-gig weekend. Mm-hmm. It's been a long day. Mm-hmm. So, We're getting it done. Yeah, I'm rallying. I am rallying with <laughs> a, uh, let me see, 8.6%. There you go. This is the Southern Tier Brewing Company's Pumpkin. It is pretty good. Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Would you like a sip? Yes, I would. Yes, please. Yes, let me have a little sip. Got it from Wegmans today. Mm-hmm. Some people would know what that is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Some of our listeners. Grocery store. Yes. It is, tis the season of pumpkin beers, as we have established. So. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I gave you a pretty strong hint, and you seemed to pick up on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's a soccer tragedy. Football tragedy. You got it. Sounds like it. You got it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have, there, there have been many. Yes, so this, you're this right. Can be, you're right. It's going to be a numerous amount of things. I think we've done probably the worst tragedy. No. Oh, is that what we're doing now? That would be today. Oh. Yes. This is the story of the Estadio Nacional disaster. Uh, I think, is that a, hang on a second. Sure. Estadio Nacional is, um, uh, is it Argentina? You're close. It's Peru. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. On May 24th, 1964. Mm Mm-hmm. A riot stemming from a controversial call in a football match between Peru and Argentina resulted in a crowd crush that killed 328 people and injured hundreds or thousands of others, depending on what you see. It remains the deadliest disaster in the history of football. And by football, I mean soccer. Mm -hmm. So Hillsborough, this is triple. More than triple. Yeah, a little bit more. Mm hmm. Um, now, do you know why? I, there's two reasons I picked this disaster. Uh, well, the World Cup is next month. Oh, I wouldn't have known that. Okay. I guess we'll pretend there was three reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, one is uh, both this week and next week, I have sports-related disasters in honor of your trip to Kansas City to oh, see the Bills. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so this is a stadium disaster, right? Mm-hmm. So... Give you a, it'll sort of give you a hint of what next week's will be. 
Um, and the other thing is that a week ago today, we were recording this on October 8th, well, 8th and 9th, I guess, um, on October 1st of this year, 2022, for anyone listening in the future, um, 127 people died in, in, in Indonesia uh, because of a, a stadium disaster stemming from a riot. Oh, okay. So we've learned absolutely nothing. Well, I mean... <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, they don't really happen anymore. This is 1964, and... It literally just happened a week ago, is what I just said, though. I'm focused on... I'm Okay, okay, I know. We're, I know, we're both, we're both struggling. Yeah, <laughs> so I was focusing on the 1964 part of this story. Mm. Um, it's okay, I'll get to it in a minute, yeah. so... But, but riots, obviously, yeah, Well, and we're gonna, happen. we're gonna put in air quotes riots here because this is a little more complicated and my guess is the other the one that happened more recently is also going to be more complicated but primary sources bbc footballguide.com football pink stadium guide and wikipedia so i i uh called this first section of uh the research are you ready for some football Hmm. (laughs) are you ready for some football yeah what what'd you call me So, uh, about a week ago, so we're talking about 2022, right? A week ago, fans flooded the field after a home loss in Malang, Indonesia. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's Indonesia. That was, that was a joke, right? It was. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, police fired tear gas. Yeah, they do that. Into the stadium, causing a panic. 127 people were trampled or suffocated to death. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of the police or because of because, everything that happened? Well, okay. So say you're in a, an immediate vicinity where there's tear gas being dropped. What's your first instinct? Get out. Get right. away. So because of that and because... Uh, I'll it get to it in the end. confusion, it sounds like. I'll also get to the end. In the end, I say something about a little more about this. But um, we're going to learn today why we never seem to learn from history and how we will be forever and ever doomed to repeat it. So in other words, just a little cheery. There we go. Cheery topic tonight. Yeah. That's what we all need. Mm-hmm. So we've discussed football, association football, as it were, mm-hmm. in the past, but generally I think we've talked mostly about the UK system. I think that's all we've talked about. Well we we brief uh, well we sort of at least touched on it when we did the South African stadium disasters. That was a long time Shit. ago. Was that the one where they like uh, disemboweled no. a ref we, on the field or something? We mentioned that one, but oh, that okay. technically wasn't a topic because um, that's well, crime. That's murder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the big murder. Yeah, it's, a very, it's a big crime. Disemboweling a referee on the pitch, I would I would guess would be qualified as murder. I think so. But in some kind, in, like in Brazil, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course. Football or football is a globally popular sport, including notably South America. The two teams in question during this particular deadly match were not facing each other in just like a typical FC matchup. Rather, they were two national teams, Peru and Argentina. Mm-hmm. So you had you had one of the teams right mm-hmm. in that it was Argentina. So were they in a friendly? Is that what they were? No, nope. no, nope. actually. They were looking to qualify for the 1964 Olympics in Tokyo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and that was going to be that a October. Of, a lot of something to play for. Yes. So uh, UK football is hard enough to <laughs> explain. So now I get to explain how this worked, right? Um, so 
A total of 14 spots were open for men's football in the 1964 Olympics. So in other words, 14, 14 nations. countries, exactly, yes. teams would qualify to compete. Mm-hmm. They would be randomly... And, and to uh-huh. be fair, um, uh, soccer slash football, as far as an Olympic sport, it's kind of always been there, but it's just kind of never really It's mattered. not one of the big marquee it's not. Sports. It's not something that, like... If Brazil won a gold medal in the Olympics, it'd be like, mm-hmm. nah, that's nice. But we but we we go for World Cups. Like that's what <laughs> Right. I wonder if it was any different back then. It might have been a 60s, little it know? might have been a little bit because yeah. it probably wasn't as um Well there weren't well, as many as... there weren't as many um uh, events in the Olympics. Yeah, something like that. So, I don't know. so you know? it might have it might have been a little more something back then, but yeah. overall I don't think I mean, to to Americans, like if we won a gold medal in soccer in the Olympics, football, it'd be like, holy crap, like, <laughs> like, we're, we're the greatest. <laughs> yeah, but to these other, yeah. especially South American countries, they're just like, they're probably sending out their B squads. I mean, really. So no, yeah. at least not in this case. Not in this era. Yeah, not in this era. To, yeah, yeah, today, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're sending different. out like their you know you know like, seventeen, did eighteen, Beckham nineteen years old. Beckham ever play in the? I doubt it. Okay. I, I seriously doubt it. I'm sure somebody will let us know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so the fourteen, or, so there were fourteen nations that would qualify for a total of sixteen spots, and we'll get in just a second to why there were sixteen spots, but fourteen. 14 okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, they would be randomly split into four groups. Uh, th- these fourteen: two groups of four, two groups of three. All teams within each group playing each other. It was a round robin. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. The top two teams in each group advance to the elimination round, progressing from quarterfinals to semifinals to mm-hmm. the championship. So, because the Olympics are by definition a global event, uh, who even made it to one of the spots had to be determined in pre-game qualifying rounds. But it wasn't for sixteen spots; it was for fourteen because two uh, countries were granted automatic. Oh, automatic bids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The host country, mm-hmm. Japan, and the previous gold medalist, okay. uh, which was Yugoslavia, which is no longer does not exist in anymore. existence. Has yes. not existed for a long time. That's correct. Um, but this is well before the fall of the Iron Curtain. So, mm-hmm. um, actually, actually, from this moment in '64 up until the fall of the Iron Curtain is about the same amount of town time since, since the fall until yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. It's, it's about thirty years either way. Yeah, pretty close, close to, to it. it. Close yeah. to it. Yeah, rounding. But um, so the remaining countries, the other fourteen, were the ones who had to battle it out to the sure. the qualif- or the the elimination rounds. Works the same rounds. way in the World Cup. The host nation gets an automatic bid. Okay. All right. So this is pretty standard for mm-hmm. soccer, basically. Okay. Um. So this qualification, the the fourteen teams was divvied out by continent. Yep, yeah. That's, um, yep. And now, you, you know, this is 1964. So the split of how many countries from each continent made it into the one into one of the 14 spots, they didn't do it like per capita or population or relative size. They no. just skewed it white. <laughs> well, we'll put it that way. Um, so despite the size of Europe, they got uh, five of the 14 spots. Well, I mean, they do have good teams. They do, but 
it's also huge in South America. Oh, sure. And actually all the world over. So Except for here. Uh, so South America got two, Africa got three, Asia got three, and North and Central America got one. So that was, was the... Who was that? Do you know? It was, was Mexico. You... Oh, <laughs> I was, was going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> I was like, it's like, but you said North and Central America. Yes. So I, was like, yeah, I mean, and, Central and Central America is part of North America, but... yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't Canada. So no, put it that way. <laughs> definitely not. Although I think they did qualify for this year's World Cup. I think okay. they are in it. I'm pretty sure they are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The Canadians, eh? Mm-hmm. And again, it won't mean. And, and if Canada somehow won the World Cup, it wouldn't mean dick because right. it's like it's like that's not a Stanley Cup, is it? Well, it's not hockey, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I think it would mean a little something, but <laughs> it's a consolation prize, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like that looks really small to be a Stanley Cup, eh? <laughs> You got one of those? <laughs> um, so despite having the most spots allocated, Europe actually lost one when one of the qualifiers, Italy, withdrew mm-hmm. when it was discovered they had ringers on their team. Yeah, I was trying to mm-hmm. I, I was trying to guess. Obviously England, Germany, Italy. Uh, oh, we're we're maybe... going to get to oh, all okay. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think mm-hmm. of who the five teams would be. Okay, so yeah, who do you think, now it's 1964, mm-hmm. who do you think the other four countries were? Uh, I'm going to guess maybe West Germany. You're you're very close. Uh, when there was such a West Germany? Um, East Germany. Oh, it was East Germany. Was it? Really? Now I feel like I wrote that wrong. East Germany is The communist. unified team of Germany. Well, that, that sounds would be... like it might be West. Is it West or is it East? I a Germany. <laughs> Could have been a combination. That's to a me. Germany. To me, it that sounds, sounds like a combination of the two. I, it does sound, but it wasn't. It was yeah. specified in Wikipedia as being one of the Germanies. Yeah, I'm gonna guess it was Western. <laughs> I think you're right. I think I wrote um, that wrong. Because they were the. But I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know. They were the non-communist bastards. <laughs> well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna quote one William H. Joel. I may be well paraphrase. I may be wrong. I may be right. Yeah. Never made any sense of that song. <laughs> we played it today. Yeah, I know. Um, <coughs> so yeah, West. Uh, so um, Spain. Mm-mm. No. No, you got to go Eastern Bloc for this. Really? Jeez, mm-hmm. um, uh, Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Okay, that's one. Mm-hmm. That's I named them all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that was. Well, you that... said five. You said a total of five European countries. I named five. Okay, so no England. Oh, you said England. Oh, I said England. I know. England you, didn't make I know, No. Oh, I, no. Didn't, I didn't hear you say that. No. Czechoslovakia, East or West Germany, uh, Hungary, and oh, Romania. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, what? I know. Yeah, and fuck? Italy, who withdrew. So those are the five. I know. It's interesting, isn't and, it? And I would have put France in there, too, especially at this time. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 64. Oh, like, some of the, these but countries Hungary, are really kind of still building. Rebuilding? Hungary, yeah, and Hungary is one of those countries in, I don't think they've ever won a World Cup. Maybe they did in the early stages of it, but they're, they're, they're in a nation it. that's, they're pretty much in it every time. Okay, well, that's so they were in it for this, yeah. Does Romania still exist? Yes. Uh-huh. It does. It does. Okay. It does exist yeah. as a country. But funny, that came up, a... funny that came up earlier tonight. That was the the uh, 1980 Olympic hockey game. Oh, that's right. My dad did go to. Yes, that's right. Not the, not the miracle on ice, but a different (laughs) game. Yes. Against Romania. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they are. No, but it's any, any of those Eastern Bloc countries, it's a good question. (laughs) Are they still around? Yeah. 
Haven't heard from them in a while. <laughs> Wonder how they're doing these days. <laughs> yeah. They did undergo like a revolution. I know that. They did. I yeah. actually watched a great documentary really? uh, about that. A really funny slash serious documentary. It was called um, uh, How Chuck Norris Defeated Communism. <laughs> And it was these Romanian people that would get bootleg American films, oh, uh-huh. like in the seventies and eighties. And it through getting like through getting these bootleg VHS stuff, they were like, "Is this what America looks like with like like green grass and mm. like fences and like nice house?" So because everybody's gotcha. living in you know yeah, so live not everybody, a lot of people living in shit yeah. So like. Obviously, Chuck Norris didn't have anything to do with it right, directly. Right, right. It was just, like, all these films that were coming in. Influenced people. Yes. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. like, hey, like, what? why can't we have something like, like that? Like, maybe life could be better. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like, pre-internet and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, that's, uh-huh. yeah, that's how. Yeah. So, Africa sent Ghana, Morocco, and the United, United Arab Republic, which for a brief period of time in the late 50s and early 60s, was how y- Egypt identified so they had unified with syria for a few years which i had no idea of and they went by talking about another united arab republic talking about another part of the world where countries just flip over like every couple of years they can yeah um now that unification dissolved (laughs) pretty quickly so um asia sent india iran and north korea (laughs) yes North Korea. I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Now, and, Nor- and, and, and North Korea has not changed since 1964. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. You're right. They're still, they're yeah. still North Korea. Yes. <laughs> um, it's post-Korean War. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're right. Yep. Not long post. Not long, but yeah. not long after. That's and, interesting. Uh, but North Korea withdrew because according to Wikipedia, and I could not find an explanation anywhere else, quote, because some Koreans were prevented from playing, end quote. I don't know. All I'm like is like, it's North Korea. I guess it's not a huge shock that something happened. Yeah, <laughs> that something it, weird so. happened. Yeah. The weird thing being qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> I guess, that, hey, soccer's big globally, uh, so. Um, and then Mexico was North America's. Uh, at loan. Country. Yes, loan, <laughs> loan entry. Yes. <laughs> Now, and, and, and they were they they were not <clears throat> receding by fucking any stretch of the imagination. Mm-mm. I'm not sure if they've ever won one. I don't think they have. Mexico? I don't think a they World have. A World Cup, you mean? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, as for South America, that's what we're here to talk about. Can I get so how many teams from South America? Two. Just two. Oh, so it was Peru and Argentina. Well, no. There this was all happened during the qualifiers, so oh, it was okay. still going on. I just realized I did not put in the script and I did not look up who actually went to the Olympics from South America because this happens before the Olympics. Well, I'm, I'm well, and was, I also, was, well, I'm, I'm going to, I said Peru and Argentina. I mean, we'll have to look it up because I didn't put it in. I meant to say like, it's got to be Brazil. Like it has to be. I honestly don't recall what we'd have okay. to look it up. <laughs> um, and I also did not look up who won the actual gold medal. So we can look that up. I'll look it up during our break. I'll look it up while you're talking. Okay. Because I'm curious. Okay. Yeah, look up the... Wikipedia has a really good... I'll, I'll um, look up 1964 Olympic soccer finalists. What? Uh, well, but you need to see who qualified. No, but it usually will give you the whole... Oh, okay. I gotcha. But remember, there's uh, the round robin I, I, and I then know, the... Okay. I, know to, I know how to Google. <laughs> I'm 
I'm aware you know how to Google. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I am picturing the Wikipedia page. Okay. And it was a good Wikipedia page. I got a lot of info from Wikipedia this time around. <laughs> Except for, like, who won and, like, well, what the South American teams qualified. <laughs> Once I got into the actual <laughs> story, I completely forgot about the sport. <laughs> you no, once you get into the story no, trust it's me it's not gonna matter yeah no, exactly no. no continue on like oh okay so starting in 1960 and with a bit of a respite in the 2000s the qualifiers for south america's representative countries in the olympic games has been decided by the conmebol preolimpico so the word conmebol which is c-o-n-m-e-b-o-l and all in caps, comes from, in Spanish, Confederación Sudamérica de Fútbol, and in Portuguese, Confederação Sul-Americana de Fútbol. Okay. Now, if you look at how it's, you can see Confederación Sudamérica de Fútbol, Conmebol. And it it works in Portuguese, too. So it comes from, like, not the first couple letters of each, but, like, letters (laughs) buried in the words. (laughs) They could have come up with something better. But Conmebol works. And maybe it works even better in, like, Spanish and Portuguese, you know. What do you see there? Uh, Hungary were the champions. Mm. They won the gold medal. Czechoslovakia, silver, and United Team of Germany. Yes, it was that East or West? Look it, it up. It just says yeah. United Team of Germany was from of East. Germany. East, it was East. That's, I wrote it right. Well, originally. it also makes sense too, <clears throat> and it makes sense for North Korea. Yeah, because this is also at a time where, um, obviously, uh, world powers had changed quite a bit over the course yeah. of like the previous forty years. Mm-hmm. So this is the communists. Uh, mission to get great at sports. Not like they weren't already. Right, like we talked about in the Miracle on Ice. Yes. Uh, yeah, the USSR was big on sport. You're yeah, right, yeah. To be, because it's on, it's, it's on television, it's on the world stage. It's a good a, way to propagandize for your country. You're fucking right it in is. In fact, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. just call out communists for doing that. Well, no, I'd no, say no, it's no. how everybody does. It's, yes. it's sort of the whole point of yeah. it. Not for the athletes, but, but for the countries. But those type of countries aren't ne- necessarily going to get invited to world events. You know what right I mean? in general, yeah. But for the Olympics, they all you got all you got to do is qualify. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Conmebol has been around much longer than it has been holding the Olympic qualifiers. It was founded in 1916 when the first continental championship, which is still around, Copa Americana. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United States. Uh, 2008 actually made the final for that. I didn't even know. I thought it was a South America thing. No, it's a Americas. It's a hemisphere, I, I believe, is how it's oh, okay. regarded. So anyway. North and South America mm-hmm. and the Caribbean and Central yep. America. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the only final that the United States national team has ever played in. They lost. Huh. But, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um. So that's the first Copa America took place. In Argentina in 1916, in honor of the 100th anniversary of Argentina's independence. Okay. Um, while it was considered a continental championship, that first Copa America was really just Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Uruguay, whose national football associations were participating. Uh, more countries joined Comebol throughout the years, eventually 
everyone joined by 1952, except Guyana, Suriname, and French Guyana. They are still not members of Conmebol since they are or were colonies of European countries and were and still are represented by the Confederation of North, Central American, and Caribbean Association Football, or CONCACAF. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and not to forget the Falkland Islands, because our listener friend Bruce is in the Falkland oh, Islands. Uh huh. Um, those in the Falklands are actually all British citizens. I was going to say, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a territory of... So they are yeah. eligible to play in one of the what they call the home countries, which mm-hmm. are um, England, Wales, Scotland, or Northern Ireland. So the Falkland Islands do not have... A team, right? But the citizens of the Falkland Islands are really British citizens, so they can play for or a UK British citizens. Is that or you know it's, every I, single I time? I don't understand. I it. do not remember the difference between the United <laughs> Kingdom. I think Brit- Great Britain, if I'm not mistaken, is the one island where Wales, Scotland, and England are. Yeah. And then you add Northern Ireland to make the UK. Okay. I could be totally wrong about I that. I, I and really I apologize in advance. No, Please look it up no, before no, you no, type no, me. There's no apology. Just come up with a fucking better system. That's all. <laughs> Just, you know. <laughs> you know. We have 50 states for people to remember. But, I'm we not are gonna... the, but nobody remembers them all. You don't have to because it's the United States. I know states. them all in, in alphabetical you know? order. And it's not. 50 nifty. I mean, it's the United <clears throat> Kingdom, but what fucking kingdoms are we talking about? Like fucking, you know. <laughs> I love how derisive you get about this. Kingdoms are different from states. Like states are pretty pretty easy to understand. You know? No. Not particularly. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um so Conmebol is currently comprised of ten football associations, which is the fewest of any in the of the Confederate Confederations in FIFA. Mm-hmm. So do you know what FIFA stands for? Football. Mm. Federal. Well, fo- football's in there. Federal. Federal's kind of in there. International. Yeah, that's in there. Football Association. It is the Federation. Federation. The International Football Association. Very good. Is that French? I think it was actually France that came up with that. Yeah. Just, I don't talk. I don't it seems know. like a French idea. Ask me NFL questions. I know, the <laughs> answer, I, know, I know the answers to those. Well, wait till next week, my friend. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you already hint, hint. Um, Nope, not NFL. Never mind. <laughs> College. Okay. We'll put it that way. Which is not the NFL. It's not the NFL. <laughs> it took me a second to realize. <laughs> In 1964, a total of seven CONMEBOL national teams were vying for Olympic qualification. So just two of them would get in, so if I would not, because I can do math, the contenders were Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, and Uruguay. Well, that kind of brings me into... Oh, okay, who I, actually made it? Yeah. Here are the groups for the... Okay, yeah, the, the cut by continent. Mm-hmm. Well, the groups were... Um, these are the qualifying teams. These are the groups that were put into for the okay, Olympics got, in 1964. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Group A, you had Unified Team of Germany, mm-hmm. which was de facto East Germany. Mm-hmm. Romania, Mexico, Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Group B, you had Hungary, Yugoslavia, Morocco, uh, Korea, DPR, which we know Korea. It's um, North Korea. North Korea. Democratic People's Republic. Yes, which they still go by. Uh-huh. 
Um, <laughs> Which it's none of those things. It's, it's not any of those. Yeah. It's not democratic. It's yeah. not for the people. It's not even really a republic. <laughs> it's like people, like when you hear people on uh, Twitter make that, well, the Nazis were socialists. Like, no, they weren't. Like, they used the name. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's not that hard to. We pledge fucking allegiance <laughs> to a republic. Yes, so, you know. Uh, so group C, you had Czechoslovakia, United Arab Republic, mm-hmm. which is also, which is now known as Egypt, Brazil, so I was right, Brazil, and Korea Republic, which would be South Korea. Okay. Um, group D, Japan, Ghana, Argentina, so I had those Okay, two Argentina right. and Brazil. And Italy. And Who it dropped it, out? It said Italy withdrew because their team was not amateur. Yes. <laughs> That's why I said they had, they had a ringer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to guess, I mean... Football slash soccer has yeah. always been like one of the. Let's see, uh, how far can we bend the rules? Types of sports. Yes, I agree with that. But um, also, you know what I don't get about the Olympics? Oh, it's quote amateur. It's not. How the fuck did Michael Jordan play basketball in the Olympics? Well, they if dro- it was they, quote. They dropped the amateur status for ba- men's basketball. See, that's, that's just bullshit. But it is. No, it's well, it's it is. Bullshit. Yeah. No, the whole the whole thing that there's. At Plus, this point, at like, this point, are you telling me Sean White isn't a professional? He is. Yeah, when exactly. He's not, when he's not in the Olympics, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> These no. people are all professional. At what they do? I mean, the Olympics should just be just, in my opinion, just done with. I, I mean, agree. It, I mean, there's I agree. there's kind of no point to it yeah. because I understand what the As point an to exhibition, it. Exhibition, maybe. Well, or I understand what like the point to fair. it is in 1964 or even in like mm-hmm. 1980. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the internet and cable and all this, so you couldn't yes. see. Uh-huh. I mean, if I wanted to right now, I could figure out how to watch uh, the Korean baseball league. Right. If mm-hmm. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure I could look it up on YouTube or our, they stream or... Our friends Rich and Moira watch Liverpool Yeah, right, ex- exactly. And they're in the U.S. Yeah, you didn't yeah. have that option in 1964, yeah. you know. And it's it's also kind of like the same thing, like the argument, like, are all-star games even necessary anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, not really. Because you can because, see all these people. Because the point of having them in the first <clears> place <throat> was like, oh, you get to see all these guys, like... For the first time right. on TV, or, but now it's just like, you no. You see them I, all the time. It's like, no, I have the MLB package. I mm-hmm. see them when I want to see them. Yep. You know, so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the World Cup is absolutely necessary. Like, because that's, that's because the. Because the league is ta- really, well, like, worldwide. Those, <laughs> those are the most talented players yes. in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's a trophy that. It, it's, and it's, it's like they're not, they're not fucking around. You could even argue it's the only global team sport. Uh, no, right? hockey, no, hockey. But think about how many South American hockey teams can oh, you Oh, I, I see what you mean. I how see what you many mean. Australian hockey teams can you name? Like, professional? Uh, zero, probably. Okay, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Global I as in represented on every continent. Yeah. The, the, this sport is literally represented, maybe not Antarctica, but, no. like, otherwise... It's just research sciences that, that, that <laughs> Yes, <live> exactly. <laughs> For good reason. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, like, this is a sport that's globally... Oh, well, well it's, it's it's the biggest sport on earth. Yes. So not, not, this is the one, close. I agree with you that this is the one sport I could see it making sense to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no. like, but as far as the Olympics go, like, mm-hmm. I don't really even care anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I've really never cared about the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, because nobody nobody's under the threat of dying. Uh, that's what that that's what makes the Winter Olympics kind of exciting. Like, <laughs> somebody die. could die. I don't want to see it either, but it happens. Um, it is it is kind of fun to watch, like, when we were watching the snowboarders or whatever, and, like, within five minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah, his form was off. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
fun to become like an armchair expert. I I know snowboarding. (laughs) It's the only time I could watch curling. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's fun. Yeah, and they've tried with the curling league. Remember, we would see that on TV. Yes, that's right. I don't know if they're they're still going, but outside of Olympics years, it's probably kind of tough. Whoever thought it was a good idea to take a a broom to ice is a genius because it actually is a good idea. Worked. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Off the rails again. 19... I, just, I just don't no, want to get okay. to the, uh, the topic. I know all. it's bad. In 1964, a total of, okay, seven. Yeah. We named the seven. The whole tournament was to last several weeks from May 7th to May 31st. The competition was kicked off on May 7th, 64 with the national football teams of Peru and Ecuador. The Peruvian national team goes back to 1927. They reached their initial prominence in the 30s. They were the only South American representatives in the 1936 Berlin Olympics, Mm. where they pulled off... Hosted by Hitler, literally. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yep, (laughs) yep, yep, yep. Uh, Where they pulled off an upset against Austria, Okay. only to be accused of intimidation. Yeah, that's part of sports. Yep, causing a... (laughs) So they called a rematch, and uh, by the... Always horrible International Olympic Committee. And Peru is like, fuck you. They forfeited. Yeah. No, good. we're not doing this again. Yeah. And they went on to win the Copa America in 1939. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would seriously be like, suck my dick. Like That's basically what they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like intimidation is a part of sports. Mm-hmm. A huge part of sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So after a slump in the 40s, Peru saw some success in the early 50s, only to slump again later that decade. But by 1960, they qualified for the 60 Rome Olympics. So when the next Olympics came around, it was time once again for them to try to qualify. Their first match, the aforementioned first match of the Comebol Olympic qualifiers, May 7th, resulted in a tie against Ecuador. Peru was scheduled to play a total of six matches during the tournament. So May 7th, 10th, 17th, 24th, 28th, and 31st. Unfortunately for all involved... They would only make it through the first half before everyone's Olympic run was cut short. Mm. So now we're going to take a quick left turn into geography and history corner. (laughs) Um, So apparently on episode 125, which was exactly 150 episodes ago, if you can imagine, this is episode 275. So that's almost three years ago. Yep. We covered a Peruvian disaster. Specifically, the Great Peruvian Earthquake and the Huascaran Ancash Avalanche of yeah, 1970. I did those. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah, you did them. I okay. That. Yeah. Uh, I do not remember. <laughs> one, one, uh, the earthquake happened first and then caused the avalanche. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and apparently, I can't find the script either. Maybe because it's one you did and we, we, it you, might be you on read my phone. off the, yeah, you read yeah. off your phone. Um, so I have no idea if what I'm about to say is redundant or not. Um, so super fun. So at the risk of sounding like I'm trying to talk down to anybody, and I'm not, I'm trying to remind myself because I'm not great at geography, uh, Peru is on the west coast of South America, Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, north of Chile, the little skinny country mm-hmm. on the coast, south of Ecuador and Colombia, sure. and west of Brazil and Bolivia. There we go. Why not? Its capital is, do you know the capital of Peru? I don't know if it's I could. Lima? You're right. Okay, You're yeah. right. And that's exactly where we're visiting for this disaster. Okay. <clears throat> so Lima is a, a global city in mm. terms of size. Do you know how many, what I their wanna, current population is? I want to say, because I remember doing that research, I want to mm. say it's like some, 
like around five million, something like that. Now it's around ten million. Oh wow! People. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And right in the middle of it is the exact right place to build a football stadium that you want to be Estadio Nacional. In other words, the national stadium. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So like many countries with a long-standing sports tradition, Peru's national stadium had two iterations. It's original old rickety one, mm-hmm. and then it's newer one. Uh, so the original stadium opened in July 1897 <laughs> yeah. as Estadio Guadalupe. Yeah, built with twigs. Oh, well, I have a picture. <laughs> in the heart of Lima, and it stood in service for 50 years. Let me... Over 50 years. A few, a couple years older. So, yeah, these are the wooden grandstand days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they all. But mm-hmm. the, that's what that's what. It's the, just how they built. So the stadium back looked then. like in 1897. It's like night and day to what they are now. Like, well, it's I mean, wild. sports mm-hmm. as a professional thing mm-hmm. in 1897 is a very new concept. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really is. Even even yep. globally, you know. So there it's are like, amateurs doing like amateur boxers and well, pros too. I mean, people yeah. would get paid. Col- yeah. College players very early on in college athletics uh and this would be a good story to do one but players would occasionally go on strike if they weren't getting paid we're talking about in college good that's well, because exactly. as we know they it's should exact be opposite paid now. now anyway <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean you look at early um you look at early baseball stadiums football mm-hmm. stadiums they are first of all like early baseball stadiums were like cavernous like center field was like 600 feet away it's like that's wild. Yeah. So nobody hit it out of the no, park. No, <laughs> like, 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 really, like, if you saw no physical, ability. if you saw a home run, like in the 1920s, mm-hmm. or like in the, you know, it was just like, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh my god. <laughs> now you see yeah. like five a game. Yeah. You know, because that's what the fans want. Mm-hmm. They brought in the stands closer. Makes it more exciting that you way. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, a lot of the facades and stuff like that, people still kind of use today because mm-hmm. they're very, the architecture yes. of the facade uh-huh. was very, but the field itself and the stands mm-hmm. were. You know. They're like, we'll just build more concessions in that well, area. We'll just put people, all the people. Yes. Here. All of them. Well, and they all hold so much more people than they did way back in the day, too. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's literally what a stadium would look. I mean, it, that, it really is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A, a stadium. Yeah. Quote stadium. It's literally a field with bleachers. Well, like the from what I understand, and I've not I've not been to Europe yet, but from what I understand, the Colosseum. Of Rome, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, it's amazing, but it's really small. Like, comparatively right. to what we're yes. used to thinking about a, a giant spectator area, you yeah. know, or an arena. But 2,000 years ago, it was like, holy fuck. Right? Like, I can't believe, how could people do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chad actually said that. He, he went there. Did he think it was yeah. kind of like, oh. Well, no, he was. He said he was, like, surprised at how small it yeah, was. Yeah, like, huh. Yeah. Because if you've been to stadiums... Which, you have something to compare it to, and right. it's not the same thing. She's like, wow, this mm-hmm. is kind of small. <laughs> hey, Coliseum, you're a little dinky it's here. Like, I know yeah. you're a relic and all, but... It's like, yeah, can you... Can, can you grow? Can you have... Can we Can we yeah. demolish this thing and build something better? Yeah. That's what we do in the United States. Yeah, like, can you, can, you, can you have... Can I see a tiger chase down a human in this arena like you used to do? Because that would be fun. Can I thumbs up, thumbs down? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you and know... Just leave it in the middle. <laughs> So as one can imagine, the 1940s were a an interesting time in the world. <laughs> Tumultuous. Mm-hmm. Let alone in South America, which we have recently discussed. Yeah. Um, so let's talk just a little bit about Peruvian politics circa the end of World War II. Um, 
Very little happened to stabilize the situation. In 1945, <coughs> the president of Peru was Jose Bustamante, and Manuel Odria served as his minister of government and police until he resigned in 1948 over a, I'm just going to call it a political disagreement, because we will be here all night if we go into the intricacies of 1940s Peruvian politics. I'm sure somewhere there's somebody who did their dissertation on this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> Let's guess, listen to them. I'm going to guess several people got shot. <laughs> if, if by several you mean likely hundreds or thousands, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, murders, you know, <laughs> happens. Odria's resignation ended up being essentially a front for his real plan. He resigned so that he could execute a coup in October 1948. That's pretty fucking good. That's... I like that. It, it gets better. Listen yeah. to this. So... I would have liked to have been in Peru when this was going on. Oh, like, this yeah. is like cunning <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah, is it horrific for the actual people of yeah, Peru? Yes. Good strategy. It, it, but, oh, it gets better. Listen yeah. to this. So he's like, oh, I'm going to resign. Bye. And then overco- overtakes the whole government. Um, it's almost like, why would you even do that? Why resign if you're going to just... Well, it's like you're already in power. So why would you leave power just to regain power? My like, guess is was he has... Was he doing it just for the fuck of it? Like, My was guess he bored? is it might be some plausible deniability thing or like some version was, of the reluctant... Under, or he was under some controversy and had to resign or some shit. That like, I honestly... That seems like a lot of effort just to get a job that you already have. Like I said, it gets better. Okay. <laughs> so he installed himself as president of the government junta of Peru. So we're talking junta stuff at this point. Yeah. Uh, then, Odria resigned. So I, I also find it funny that someone who was not elected could resign. <laughs> yeah. But well, he took it over. Okay, so he resigned. The reason he resigned in ni- and this is in 1950, is so he could run for president, so that he could what? claim to be democratically elected. Except here's the problem. So, okay, so you overthrow the government, you install yourself as president. Clearly people are like... <laughs> After you're already president. No, no, no. You're the minister of government. And oh, peace. okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But Bustamante was the okay. president. He overtook that president. But people are obviously going to be like, well, you're no fucking president. You just took things over. So he's like, okay, fine. I'll resign and run properly. Yes, Which is what he did. But that doesn't make sense either for that here's, for like that person's no, like mindset. Here's why it makes sense. Now you can say you're democratically elected. The way he fixed it is he was the only fucking person on the ballot. Well, okay. Well, okay, well that 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 explains the rest of the yes, strategy. Doesn't it? I was going to say that that stays in, in the lane of being a dictator. Yeah. Yes, it was all about appearances. Yeah. Like what it what he could claim well, it's, or well, it's say. Like, it's like it's like uh, Vladimir Putin gets voted on. Yes, and he mm-hmm. wins like ninety five percent of the vote every time. I wonder how. Oh, that's yeah. right, because he's not running against anybody. Yeah. But then, but still, five percent of the people are like, "I'm voting for nobody." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they get shot. Mm. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. So, Odria was compared to. <laughs> this is not a favorable comparison. Argentina's Juan Perón. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah, we know about him, don't we? Jeez. Anyone with any sense of decency would not want to be compared to Juan Perón. No. Um, even if his wife was Madonna. I was just going to say, that's that's the... That's, the, uh, <laughs> that's my that, mental image. That's the don't cry for me Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ava Perón. Ava Perón. Yeah. Who 
not for nothing, helped the country except her politically corrupt husband. Well, that was her job, right? Yeah. In other words, she was kind of a dick, too. Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah. But she's, like, revered. Yeah, it's like, it's like right, you well, know, it's like you say, like, it takes a strong man to be with, with a strong mm-hmm. woman. Sometimes it takes two dicks to be together to, to, find, <laughs> to find love. And we're not talking about a gay couple. No, we're not, and, we're, we're not, and we're not talking about, like, an actual penis. I mean, I'm talking about, like, you know, two dickheads. We'll put it that way. Two assholes. Two, a- two well. To find each other. Technically, every relationship of two is two assholes, right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, except, personality-wise. Except... This I'm gonna take a hard left turn. Except the woman I follow on TikTok who had to have her rectum removed. It's very interesting and informative TikTok. Don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. Well, I'm anyway, sure she didn't either. I... Rabbit hole, haha. Yes. <laughs> she has a good sense of humor. I'm sure she'd find that funny. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I was really wasn't meaning it to be funny. <laughs> so Odria was like a pseudo quote populist. Who, what he really did... By the way, all this bullshit that we're talking about is it's made happening. a comeback yes, on the world I'm stage. I'm well aware <laughs> yeah. that that is what's going on. We just want to make our listeners aware, which I'm sure they are yes. too. So or remind them. He basically just tamped down on actual civil rights and ran a fully corrupt government. And I put, sound familiar? Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> um, the thing is... Thing- Alright, so our computer rudely... Cut us off. It did. <laughs> Thank you for having an eye. It. Yeah, an eye out for it since it's behind me. <laughs> so we were talking about um, well, corrupt governments. Yeah. I.e. governments. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things Odria apparently did do was engage in some major infrastructure projects in Peru, and apparently his eyes were set on Estadio Guadalupe. Sure. So in 1951, Guadalupe's wooden grandstands were demolished to make way for the stadium of the future. Estadio Nacional de Peru, the national stadium of Peru. A state-of-the-art stadium at the time when it opened sure. on October 27th, 1952. Bye-bye, Jesse. Yeah, we knew you were going to leave. <laughs> so October 27th, 1952 also just happened to be exactly four years to the day after Odria's coup against Bustamante. No. Sure. <laughs> and we're actually coming up on the, God, the 70th anniversary of the opening. Yeah. Of this stadium. Yeah. Um, so Estadio Nacional boasted luxury boxes and even elevators, which for 1952, that's pretty, pretty hardcore. Um, I've got a picture of the facade at the time. The oh, that's really gate. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. it even has the date of the founding there. Or the, oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. The opening. The facade. The facade. <laughs> um, so for the players, it had good field lighting, allowing, allowing for the inaugural... <laughs> inaugural. Not inaugural. Inaugural game which was a friendly between Peru and Bolivia, to be played in the evening. The new stadium could hold, and sources differed on this, um, between 47 and 53,000 people. I think the 53 is a little closer, but anyway. And that could be standing room. I mean, it could who knows? Be, yeah, like, it could be different ways of counting it, right? Yeah. Um, so the stadium had tunnels that connected from the street level up a bunch of stairs to the stadium seating, to the grandstands. Uh, but 
in a well, I don't even know if it's called a grandstand. Do you mind if I if you just move this over there because I get the feeling you're just gonna you, knock it over. You know I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> yes, you're probably right. <laughs> like take it out, take it out of your. Uh, hand. I was wondering what you were so concerned about. I'm like that's that's fair. That's See fair. Is how it's full. <laughs> and I've already had one 8.6 percenter, so yeah. and now I'm drinking the second. So there you go. Um, so up to the stadium seating. Anyway, in a in a we'll call it unique quirk, i.e. deadly quirk of the design, instead of typical gates that would close during game time, mm-hmm. right? So people couldn't sneak into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, well, to keep any non-ticketed spectators out, at the end of the tunnel by the street, there were corrugated steel shutters. Okay. And I'll show you a picture later okay. of these. <laughs> Your phone, your phone just wants to be like the third host. I don't know why it does this. I don't know how to fucking turn it off either. Anyway, um, so as you can imagine, I'm not telling everybody this as a fun trivia fact. It will come back up. So, yeah, I'm just trying to picture what that looks like, but like yeah, so corrugated is wavy. You know the the, the, yeah, okay, but with like the it comes. Imagine, you know what it kind of. I don't want to show you the picture yet because it kind of gives no, is a spoiler. Not... But you know those um, in like high crime areas or like inner. Uh, I like, see what you mean. They do the roll down doors, yeah. kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, like New York, you know they yeah. or the malls have them yeah. sometimes over the door. Yeah. Malls. What are malls? Yeah. So now we have made it back to the Conmebol Preolimpico of nineteen sixty four. So in week one, Peru had a tie with Ecuador. Peru's next game was against Colombia on May 10th. They won. Peru won 3 nil. Do they say nil in soccer? Okay. So they have four points. Oh, is that how it's done in a round? Or a tie is is one point. Uh, A win is three points. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Similar to hockey, except hockey, a win is two points. Oh, okay. They met up a week later on May 17th. Shut out another team, Uruguay, 2 nil. So that would be another three points, huh? So they're up to seven yep. points. Mm-hmm. So while Peru was making their way through the qualifiers, if not entirely winning, at least not losing, right? They were, they had, well, they were, what, 2-1-0? and oh? Is that how it would be? 2 oh, and one Oh, okay, ties are done last. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Um, Argentina was also making a statement sort of parallel to this. They shut out both, or they shut out all, <laughs> Colombia, Ecuador, and Chile, before their fourth game where they won 3-1 against Uruguay. So they're coming off, what, 12 points mm-hmm. at that point? So finally, on May 24th, 1964, it was time for Peru and Argentina to meet each other in a tense game that was quite important in the standings and the qualifiers. So basically, in order to really be in, still remain in contention, Peru needed to win this game. Sure. Or at the very least, tie. they had to tie it, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't lose couldn't this lose. game. Mm-hmm. So the crowd numbers that day vary by source. Again, the crowd was some was at or near capacity, so forty-seven to fifty-three thousand people. It was a big match and a big qualifying event. It makes sense. It was a big crowd too. So I'm no soccer fan, <laughs> but I do know that the game is pretty nebulous in terms of how long it can go because there's like regulation and then there's well, extra no, time. well, no. I mean, each half is forty-five minutes, right? But each the clock ha- keeps running. Each half also has uh, stoppage time. 
and that is just who determines it, how they determine it, and uh, what. It's just like they're like two minutes. So they just or eyeball I, it. Kind of. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting system. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um. So in this particular case, both teams grinded it out for for a long time with not much to show for it. So. Th- 84 minutes of play, so we're down to the last six minutes. <laughs> with, with no score. No, no, not no score. There oh. had been one goal scored oh. for Argentina. Oh. It was not by the home team. And remember, mm-hmm. Peru at least needs to draw. Mm-hmm. So they have six minutes to get a goal mm-hmm. and at least draw, if not win. So six minutes left, and uh, Peru starts to close in on Argentina's uh, goal. And Victor... Kilo Lobaton for Peru was starting to make a run for the ball at the same time an Argentinian defender was. So the defender got. So that's called, you know what that's called? Uh uh-uh. It's called a 50 50 ball. Like it's whoever gets there first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the defender arrived like split second before Lobaton. Mm-hmm. Not Lobaton. can tell I've been watching too much Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, uh, you know what Lobatons are? Louboutins? Uh huh. No idea. The red bottom shoes. They're super, super yeah, fancy, expensive really shoes. No need for anybody to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so this man's name is Lobaton or Lobaton. Anyway, the defender got there right before him. He kicked the ball, but because of how close they were to each other, the ball ricocheted. See, you wanted me to move it, and now I almost spilled it. Ricochet. How about here? Just... Oh my god, there's no place for me to put my beer. <laughs> put it where your old one is. That's okay. that, that's the best spot. There we go. Now it's out of arm's reach. Everyone's like, what happened? <laughs> Ricocheted off of Le Baton. Mm-hmm. So off of his, I, I couldn't get a great picture of what? Like his shin or something. And glided past the goalie, Augustin Sejas, into oh, wow. Argentina's net. No shit. Yeah. So obviously, Peru fans going wild. Yeah. Fabulous. They've they've tied it up at this point. Um so which they after, were which after the run Argentina was on is that's pretty good. Right. So everybody's super happy, but Sejas, the goalie for Argentina, obviously not so happy. So he starts yakking to the F, the referee. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Otherwise known as working the refs. Well, it worked. Are you fucking serious? So the ref, uh, who was Eduardo Angel Pazos, himself Uruguayan, was like, okay, it was a foul. We're disallowing the goal. Uh, yeah. At, at a home gonna, stadium. That's going to fucking start a riot. <laughs> like, well, here is the nuance of this. We're going to, I learned a lot about the nuance in this situation, whether this will prove to be the case in Indonesia don't know because it's happened way too recently um but obviously the crowd not too happy about this no. decision um to say the least but in terms of the actual crowd really not much happened initially except for two people just two individuals who ran out on the pitch mm-hmm. okay so one guy was a local bouncer <laughs> Who went by the very appropriate nickname, Bomba. Sure. <laughs> so he started charging Pazos, the, the ref. Mm-hmm. 
cops got on the field, dragged his ass away. Like I'm actually kind of surprised by that, yeah. Like, he did not make it to the ref. Yeah. He was fine. Like, everybody was fine. Bomba bombed out. Bomba bombed out. I Maybe he was a, a really big guy and couldn't be as stealthy or something as, like, lithe policemen or I don't know. Um, so they bounced the bouncer. There you go. <laughs> he just got now off he knows the field. How, now he knows how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> so the second person to storm the field was Edilberto Cuenca. So instead of just being like, just like Bamba, you know, grab the guy. I picture them like getting him under the arms and hauling him uh, away, uh, you know. Yeah, picture a tackle. You well, know, yeah, and, you that know. could happen too. Did yeah. you see the um, footage recently of the football player who tackled a fan who oh, came on fucking, the field with the pink smoke? Fucking decked him. <laughs> he really, really did. The guy's <laughs> suing him. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that's not going to, yeah. it's not going to go very far. But so you picture, okay, same thing's going to happen to this guy. But he made it to the official, didn't he? No, he didn't. Oh. Um, I guess the police decided it had enough. So instead of just taking him out of there, um, as they have done it for decades and will continue to do in perpetuity, they escalated the situation. You're kidding. You're I know. Police? I know. It's such what? a shock. So they sicked their police dogs onto Cuenca. And started beating him up on a soccer pitch in front of 50,000 plus people who at, were sympathetic at the home, to at him. At the home stadium. At the home <laughs> fucking stadium. <laughs> yeah. So literally, people who are just as pissed off as this guy, but not doing anything about it. And and to be, and let's, I mean, let's, yeah, sport in, rel- relatively speaking, doesn't mean anything. It, it doesn't. No, it, it doesn't decide. It's not nothing but about... what it does do, it brings people together. It does all sorts of other things. There's a lot of emotion tied Of course there is. As, yeah. as I know well. Yes, there my is. My Bills fan. But, uh... Yeah. Like, what the fuck were these guys thinking? Like... <laughs> well, like, so there was a lot of cultural context I didn't get into, but some sources did point out, so... This is 1964. Sure. We know what the 60s were like in the United States. Mm -hmm. It was that way in a large portion of the world, right? It's a time of Mm -hmm. social upheaval. A lot of civil unrest kind of in general because the tides are starting to turn. Kind of like now. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, people are starting to realize the unjustness of certain systems and things are starting to change. That was also happening in Peru. It was happening worldwide. to that, yeah. right? So... Yeah, the 60s happened all around the world, pretty yes, much. Yes, that's... Well, they literally did, but yes, no, figuratively but, speaking, yes. yes, yes, the revolution... Mm-hmm. Revolutionary feel of that era, like, did, did have worldwide impacts. And... To be fair... Talk about, like, just a slap in the face to everybody in the stands. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, not to mention, they're literally beating someone up after they just hauled a guy off. Like, they didn't have to that's do right. that to it's, one that's guy. That's right. They gave the exact contrast of, yes. like, what to do and what not yes. to do. Yes, yes. Like, in front of 50,000 people. Yes. 
But it like, wasn't a training exercise. Right. Like this was... I get it. Does the guy deserve to get hauled off? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Does he deserve to get beat up? No. And on by police dogs? No. No, that's... Not no. unless he's literally assaulting someone else at the time. That's a different story. And he did not right. even get it to the guy. It sounds like that's not happening. Mm-mm. Yeah. That didn't happen at all. And there are pictures. No. So here are some of the pictures of the beginnings of all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the cops, as you can see, two, are... three, four, four, there's six of them there. For one guy. Yeah. 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 So, lest we think that anything I, I, has I mean, changed in the world... That could be a picture of a black man in America from the yes. 1960s. Yes, that's correct. Just as easily. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so, it's important, I think, to remember <laughs> that, Shit, you know... It could be a picture of a black man in uh, 2022 yep. in America, for Yes, it sake. could. So, when we say <laughs> yeah. defund the police and shit like that, it's because this didn't start in 2020. <laughs> no. Right? This has... This although is I, what I've, the police has been for a very long time. Although I've never agreed with that slogan, but anyway. That's, defund that's, the police? That's semantics, yeah. No, I gotcha. So, also, the thing is... People, all these people up in the stands are watching this guy and they're like, wait, we're pissed off too. Yeah, it's not it's not just those two guys. Right. We're pissed <laughs> off too. Like and not to mention, this is... Right, and mm-hmm. to mention, mm-hmm. rightfully so. I agree with that. Yes, that's correct. Also, this is a country that literally had its government overthrown. Mm-hmm. By a military junta within, like, the past 16 years. Yeah. This is still recent history for them. Yeah. And then this, quote, election that happened to to elect the president after, you know, so this is an unstable situation anyway, politically, right? As most of South America has always been. It's kind Um, of a longstanding thing, yes. No thanks in part to ourselves, but anyway, Mm -hmm. this is kind of outside of that. And by ourselves, you mean the U.S., of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um... But yes, so I can see this is 50,000 people getting together to feel good. To cheer on and really hope that their they're... Their home team. They're, yep. Well, mm-hmm. their home nation. Yes, they're, this is for uh, yeah. worldwide representation. And I'm guessing there were... You, you probably didn't go down this trail, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there was plenty of beef between them and Argentina. Oh, yeah, or, pos- quite possibly. Had to have been, mm-hmm. you know. So... Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're in a, living in a country that's going through turmoil, mm-hmm. and it's like this is the one thing we've got, mm-hmm. and this fucking referee just took it away from us. Now, you know? and I, I I couldn't even get into like because there honestly there's not enough information to do this as to whether the ref made the right call or not. I have no idea what the other circumstances. I mean, you have to see the play. It yes. sounds like a bullshit call to me. It, that's what it sounds like. One source I said called called it a fifty fifty. Yeah, uh, where yeah. the if that if somebody bitches to the ref about something, the ref may go with them or may just be like whatever, suck it up. And yeah, yeah. in this case, they went with them. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, given that their government had a clear history of corruption, <laughs> given that their government <laughs> is fifty fifty at the moment, right? <laughs> Why would you not think that there was maybe something sh- shady going on with the sure, Ralph, because you know? because that yeah because that kind of you know if you're in that situation just politically yeah you're naturally going to apply it to probably everything yeah you know mm-hmm. so 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably exactly how they mm-hmm. felt. Yeah. Yep. So and, and not not saying that applying it to everything is is good or bad, wrong or right. Mm-hmm. It's just natural. Right. Yes, it's a natural. Yeah. And the problem with such and that that's one of the things sports does is it works people up to an emotional fever pitch, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, says the man who's on our back porch watching TV, like, and I can hear you from this room, which is in the opposite corner of the house, which is admittedly small, but still, and I can hear you go, yes! <laughs> or, it's an, exciting, ah! it's an exciting game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're speaking about non emotion <laughs> yes! in sports. <laughs> or we're speaking about emotion. I don't remember. So, Thank you. One spectator that day, Jose Salas, later said the kind of wraps up sort of the the feeling at the time. Quote, our very own policemen were kicking him and beating him as if he were the enemy. This is what raised everybody's anger, including mine. End quote. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the state police. Like, this yeah. is the country's police. So. Well, this is their pseudo- yeah. Whoever yeah. elected, non-elected, uh, coup, attempted, whatever the fuck, it's his police. There are capital F feelings about yeah. this, yes. The, the citizens already know that the police are not on their side. Yeah. And yeah. all it takes is the smallest excuse. Provocation, yep. Uh, and this and, is not and, the smallest excuse. No, either. it's a pretty big one. <laughs> this is a big Pretty excuse. big one. This is a big excuse, yes. Yeah. Um, so the crowd responded. Yeah, I bet they did. So now, some people threw objects. Sure. That's how, it the, start, that's how it starts. They start throwing shit down on yep. the field. Um, some people started scaling walls and fences to get to the pitch, right? Storm the pitch. Pitch invasion is, has its own article on Wikipedia. It's like a long-standing <laughs> yeah, thing does, no. in soccer. It's, yeah. So, or football. So, oh boy. Why? What is... Oh. Bad Demetrius. Bad. Come on. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> or did you just want to say hello? Did you miss us? We were gone all day. Um, I'm sure that was fascinating for everybody. Just throw, just puts off the inevitable. So people started throwing shit onto the, the field, the pitch. Uh, and it seemed like the majority of people, like this isn't everybody who's doing this shit, right? Oh, of As in not. most no. cases, no. majority of people were probably just freaked out by everything that was going on, yeah. but di- from the beating to the and people. it's like the people in the upper tier is like, well, we can't make it down to the pitch, so we'll just watch. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so some some people and people's reactions were different, right? So some people, especially younger men, whom of whom there are many for soccer. What? Saw red, and they were the ones throwing shit at the cops. Some people even started setting like benches on fire. Like it, it started to escalate. No, this all like yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, And now it's hard to tell like what happened when and as a result of what, but we'll keep going. Um, Other people, especially like women and children and elderly people, were like, "Um, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, we should we should go. We're gonna get out of here. (laughs) Like, can you imagine if you're there with your kid being like, okay." Unsafe situation. No, I can't. We're going to get out of here. No. Right? 
Like, yeah, it'd be horrible. I mean, we don't have kids, but I can't, no. I can't or imagine being there. Or if we brought our, our niece and nephews, right. yeah, it, we'd yeah. be like, shit, we need to get out of here. Yeah. Like, And that would be an understandable reaction. So those who wanted out are like, okay, we're going to get out of here. So they, you know, go down the stair, get, get we'll down the stairs. We'll vote for the other guy next time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, there's no other guy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there is. So they, they start, you know, filling the stairwells, heading for the exits, so, despite this sudden exodus, apparently at this point, there wasn't really a problem. Like, in terms of people being in the... It's not like people were, were fleeing and running over each other. Can I make a prediction? Okay. That the steel shutters are about to come into play? Mm-hmm. Bingo. So, the problem came... Now, initially, it was not a problem. Well, it was a problem, but it wasn't a problem. When people got down to the street level... It wasn't level, a serious problem. Well... It was a compounded problem. So people got to street level, and these corrugated steel gates were shut. Shut. (laughs) They could not get out. Now, there was also a lot of speculation as to, I'm sorry, with like six minutes left in the game, shouldn't you these gates have been open like in in anticipation of people starting to leave soon, right? Game's nearly over. I'm going to go way on a limb and just hope that somebody just forgot. All the gates? Well, yeah. Actually, I couldn't even... I'm doing my best really to ...really tell to if get, it was all the gates, I'm doing but... my best to try to give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because I don't want to think that... I know, know, I know. But we've seen yeah, we that people have. lock doors, yes, lock fire exits, yes, for God's sake. So. Chain doors. Yes. So, um, at any rate, people who got to the, the street level are like, oh, we can't get out. Okay, well, we need to turn around and find other, um, another mode of aggress. Now, apparently at that point, that was kind of working. People were, because again, I didn't get the impression people were fleeing. No, it's. It was more that they're like, we're just, yeah, we're just no banana like, right, here, yeah. you know. So. Game's obviously not going to keep on mm-hmm. at this so point. People were at various points getting, you know, getting to this these gates, starting to turn back around, but what they didn't know was what was still going on on the pitch. So, having incited the melee in the first place, the police were not inclined to de-escalate the situation. They never are. Um and they uh they weren't like, okay, let's all calm down and get the game going again. No, 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 no. Um well, somehow that's, that's, a, that's a sign of weakness and you can't somehow have you ever heard the um there there's that phrase was it bring a knife to a gunfight? Yes. They kind of brought a gun to a knife fight. Somehow they already had tear gas canisters with them. Yeah. And shields and batons. In other words, they had riot gear and mm-hmm. tear gas with them. Whether that's standard issue you know, well, is up for debate. In 1964, Peruvian, Peruvian mm-hmm. slash South American soccer, mm-hmm. that's, I, I can honestly see that, that they would have that I mean, available. there was a lot of uh, conflicts that turned into what were known as riots or called riots worldwide in mm-hmm. the 60s, so maybe. Yeah. I can see, well, well, just for the sport itself, mm-hmm. like, this is not the first time that <clears throat> mm-hmm. an unsettling situation has happened in front of tens of thousands they of people. They were fucking launching tear gas at people in downtown yeah. Raleigh during the BLM protests. And speaking of which, and, and uh, <laughs> the, the 
my favorite thing about tear gas is mm-hmm. police can throw it at you, mm-hmm. but it's a felon if you throw it back at them. Isn't that fun how that works? Yeah, because they're special. Yes, they they are they are capital S special. Yeah. In that way, um, um I think I think the little Matrius wants out. Come on, Bubba. He didn't. At least the little robot said no. Here we go. Little robot. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that that was a thing until the George Floyd riots happened, and it was just like, well, then why can they throw it at us? (laughs) Yes. Shouldn't that be? Shouldn't that be felony all around? And and during that period, you know, there uh, like meaning like twenty twenty, there was a lot of talk about like how police should be trained in de escalation and such. You know. No, and clearly it was not happening in 1964 because instead of trying any form, well, first of all, if they had just calmly escorted the second gentleman from the pitch, probably nothing would have happened. Or possibly, at the very least, possibly. Likely. Likely nothing would have happened. And they could have kept going. Especially, there, there, I mean, there, there, some, I mean, all sorts of things could have happened yes, after, but yes. it wouldn't have involved, you know, not what was about to happen. Right. So tear gas has now entered the picture. Um, obviously, that made so there. Which I've never experienced, but I've, I've oh heard. Oh my god, I can't. I do not want to. Yeah, like I do that. not want to imagine or ever be in that situation. But um, so there were some people who. Had not engaged in the rioting, well, in the protesting, shall we say. And there were some people who didn't leave. So there were some people who were still just sitting there. But then tear gas enters the picture and they're like, okay, now I'm out. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're leaving now. Now it's panic. And again, I didn't necessarily get the feeling. It could have been. I I don't know. The the sources were a little scant on this. Mm -hmm. It could have been panic or it could have just been uh-uh, now a whole other slew of people are leaving. We can easily say this. Some people panicked. I'm sh- I'm guessing. Yeah. But see, that wasn't the biggest... Sure. That wasn't the biggest issue. I thought this was a panic issue. Mm. It actually wasn't. Okay. This was a crowd control issue. Sure. Is what happened in the end. So, people who were leaving in this second wave, mm. the people... Oh my goodness, Demetrius. Yeah, you were just... We can leave it cracked open, maybe. What? (laughs) He's like, I just don't, I just don't want you to close the door. All right, fine. Um, so the people who were leaving, are you looking at my hand? Looking at my hand, you goofy, you goofy. So they didn't know that those gates were locked, right? Sure. But there were people coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. And they didn't know that there were going to be people coming towards them. So what you literally get is a a conflict of a merge of people heading in two opposite directions in relatively for the number of people who were trying to get out or find a way back out a relatively narrow area. Right. While we're talking about a corridor. Yes. And like... Every single crowd disaster we've covered, mm-hmm. the people at the back 
don't know what's happening to the people at the of course front. Not. Yeah. It happened at Hillsborough. It happened at Victoria Hall. It happened at Valella. Like we have this is the story, this is the tale as old as time. When you block somebody's fucking exit, yep. this shit happens. Yep. It's bullshit. And it has killed so many people and it's horrific. And that's exactly what happened in this situation. So the crowd in the tunnels and on the stairs began to converge, started to cause a human crush. Those who survived would go on to tell the harrowing but highly familiar tale of being lifted off their feet. Sure. Like that's a consistent. It is. A consistent account. Well, think about the amount, think about the amount of momentum. Yes. Yes. We've seen just, those just, just even just even a couple dozen people can provide crowd much less currents. Yes. Which is so weird. And I didn't know about that until we did this podcast mm-hmm. that crowds have wave like behavior. Well, I never thought of it that way mm-hmm. until we did the mm-hmm. this podcast. But I've experienced it. Sure. You know I've just avoided large crowds. <laughs> yeah. But you know yeah. growing up when I did, mm-hmm. I've I've been in plenty of mosh pits. Festivals and all that. And there is a sway. There is. There's, and there's motion. And you learn, after your first show, you mm-hmm. learn not to fight it. You just go with it. Because otherwise you, know? you could get caught up yeah. badly in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, also, this still is one of the most disturbing details of crowd disasters to me. People lost their shoes and clothing. Oh, yeah. Like, that just, just gets torn off them. It, it's bonkers to me yeah. that that happens, or it's wild to that's, me that that's, that's the amount of, just... But that's the amount of force that's being generated. It is, it is, yeah. and it's it's just, it's it's harrowing. So, um, Jose Salas, the person who was talking about, or early, who I quoted earlier about um, seeing the police kick mm-hmm. the, and beat the, the um, spectator, he estimated, now of course... When you're in a situation like this, your sense of time is probably skewed, but he could be, he could have accurately guessed this. He estimated he spent two hours in this crush. Like, this took a long time That's to a break up. fucking, holy shit. The riot, That's... or the, whatever was happening on the field, whatever you want to call it, and I would actually call it a riot, but I'd call it a riot on the cops part, frankly. Yeah. Um, took like three hours to get under control. Like, this was a long situation. Wow. That's so a long... So it's possible. That's a long... You know what? Because mm-hmm. that, you're in a fight at that point. That's a long time. It's a long time, time to be in a, a, such a <laughs> yeah. precarious situation. To have your senses at uh-huh. fully raised yes. for two hours. It's almost like you can't, you know? Like, you just adrenaline exhaust or something. Yeah. But, so... And of course, then there was the locked gates. People getting pushed up against it, yeah. crushed, had no, had nowhere to go. Asphyxiation and internal bleeding. Yeah, just instantly started happening. Some concussions, I'm sure. Oh yeah, there are plenty of injuries, yeah. right? Yeah. Eventually, these gates gave way because of the because sheer pressure. This force. is steel gates. Yeah. Gave way because of meant the pressure. to keep people out. Yep. And people... So, so we're not talking about, like, a mm-hmm. fucking, you know... No, and here, I'll show... I'll go ahead and show you these gates, because this is the aftermath of these gates, so... Yeah, Jesus Christ. And also, it's pretty narrow. It's very narrow. It's like two doors, like double doors. Yeah. It's very narrow. Yeah, that's... that's... And 53,000 people? Yep. You know? I mean, they weren't all headed towards the same one. No. But still... That apparently the worst of it was at the north gate. But I was going to say, this. it sounds like, and I, I I don't know if you have a mock-up of the stadium. 
it's, don't. It sounds like there are, and at this time there probably would be, because crowd control probably wasn't necessarily a thing. It, it probably was certainly not and to, probably uh, not in Peru. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, seems, it sounds mm-hmm. like to me, like the way it was designed, it probably has a north, south, east, mm-hmm. and west gate. That's the impression I got, but I'm not. Whereas, whereas modern day stadiums, yes, you have your main gates, right, which is north, south, east, mm-hmm. and west, but then you have all these other ones to make sure that this that something happen. like this doesn't happen. Oh, and also not locking people in. Yeah, the entire building. you go to PNC Arena, mm-hmm. there are. 30 different modes of aggress, at least. Plus, what they've mastered is you can get out, but you can't get back in. Correct. Which is the... That's the way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I mean, really. (laughs) Yes, Not to keep people in. If people decide to go out, they can't get back in. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's why they say no re-entry and all that stuff. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. for shit Mm -hmm. like this. Yeah. Yep. So people both alive and dead, started spilling out onto the street. And this is in the middle of the capital, of capital city, city of Peru. And it looks like, and then from that picture, uh-huh. it, it's, it it's looks like it's really sidewalk, like, like in, street. well, like in downtown. Yes, it like absolutely, I looked yeah. at where it is. It is literally in the heart of downtown yeah. Lima. Uh-huh. So everybody knows that this game is going on. Oh, yes. And people, people are, probably, are around partying right. or listening yes. or what? Listening then, to their radios. And, yeah, you know. watching it on TV mm-hmm. or whatever. And I don't know why I did this for a radio. It's a phone. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I did it. I wasn't going to point that out. I know. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, so probably most of the people in Lima, if not mm-hmm. all of Peru, are aware that this is going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Certainly the people in Lima, oh, because cause they're fucking right there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Plus, this is a national game. This is a big, big oh, deal. Oh, this is, yeah. You know? I would, I'm going to guess, like, the, <laughs> uh, like, like, the share of that audience was, like, uh, like, 90%. Right. Well, at that point, I'm guessing a lot of people listening on their little transistor radios. It's 1964, yeah. you know. People are certainly engaged. Yes. Everybody very in, much so. Everybody in Peru mm-hmm. and in Argentina knows mm-hmm. that this game is going on. Yes. So the official death toll was 328 people. The estimates of injured go, range from 500 to 4,000. I'm going to go with 4,000. I think that's closer. Frankly, yeah, I do. I'm just going to go with the, the high end of the stick on that <sighs> one. So however, the actual death toll is thought to be higher because while hundreds of people were dying of internal bleeding and asphyxia in one part of the stadium... Other people who remained on the field were also not faring well. Peru player Hector uh, Chumpitas was in the locker room with his teammates, right? They, they got, they and got man, rushed and, off. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're Peruvian too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This you just care. happened. Uh-huh. It's like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. But you're one of the players. And as so... is typical... It's like, okay, get back to the locker room. It's like, get that to is, safety. That mm-hmm. is typical in any... Any sport, really. And even in this time, any coach would be like, get the fuck back in the locker room. Get away from here now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, he said, so he was in the, the locker room. And shut and, the fucking door and lock it. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> yeah. probably, yes. But <laughs> yeah. they sent, or somebody from their group, I don't know if it was like, a, probably not a player, some, but somebody in there went out to the pitch to see what was going on and came and reported back and they said two people had died and they're like okay what what do you mean so this person wasn't talking about people in the crush 
This person was talking about people on the field specifically. Witnesses say, and I'm inclined to believe them, that they saw the police who were willing to pull out tear gas, pull out weapons, and shoot at least two people dead. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I would say that would be highly... I'm very inclined to believe that. Yeah. I would say more likely than not, at best. (laughs) This is Peru. In America, that's you yes. don't you don't even uh-huh. have to you don't even have to uh-huh. like of course like it's not even a like nobody even even uh-huh. the most hardcore right wing conservative would be like well yeah that happened yeah probably you know it, but like, it was it was the rioters was the patriotic yeah. thing to do and mm-hmm. he was defending America mm-hmm. um, South America but he was defending South America either way yep it's got so, America in there so. right. <laughs> Um, here is a picture of some of the stands in the aftermath. Oh, I'm sure it's all fucked up. You can see the, the gates uh, are all messed up and, you yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Just a lot of shit there. Probably people just dropped everything and ran in some Well, that's cases. part, that's what part of it looks like, yes. Plus, and you know what? You gotta imagine people throwing things from the upper deck didn't always make com- it to the No, field. hell no. No, we, we, we see that, we see that in Hurricanes yes. games. <laughs> It's like even those stupid T-shirt cans yeah, can't make it all the way they up. Don't make so. it. No, <laughs> I've 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 been at uh, I've been at several Hurricanes games when somebody when a Hurricanes player scores a hat trick. Oh, the, the, yes. The tradition is you throw your. I've seen plenty of hats not even fucking come close to making it. Do to people the ice. generally then just keep it going and and keep throwing? Try. It until it yes. Somebody's like, oh, I got hit by a hat. All right, fuck <laughs> it. I'll, I'll throw it on the ice for you. Well, let me look at the hat first. Yeah. Do I like it? The, fu- <laughs> the the funniest time that that ever happened. I, can't remember which season i think it was like 2012 or 2013 mm-hmm. but it was the last home game of the season and they were giving out hats oh <laughs> they gave out like five thousand. yeah and i think it was eric skull stall scored a hat trick and of course every single fucking one of those hats mm-hmm. because nobody bought one yeah so it's a freebie <laughs> yeah. so they got them all back to give them out to the next every game. fucking <laughs> i swear to god every one of those hats landed on the ice oh, at some point funny. oh man so the uh, protesting against the police's actions continued into the streets. Angry fans were joined by just by people like yeah. looking for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> this is a downtown area, you know. So well, and people are still riled up and pissed off because of the call. Yes, and how this whole thing came to be. Plus, you also have to imagine the radio call, the TV broadcast were like, uh, it's a goal. Oh, it's not. Oh, they took it away. Oh, now, um, quickly, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Because we're not going to talk about what's happening on the field right now. No, no, they definitely did. Oh, they could, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they were just like, we like we should kill all the officials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who have ever officiated a game in ever South America. Ever in the world. Ever. <laughs> so, that's, that's where they start. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, property damage, right? Cars, homes, businesses damaged yeah. in the near vicinity. Somehow, during all of this, and I have no idea... What this has to do with anything, other than maybe, like, distraction, 21 prisoners escaped from a local prison. Definitely distraction. I guess, yeah. right? That's gotta be it. Like, the yeah. guards are just too wrapped up in the game. Yeah, I, w- I want to see an episode of uh, Locked Up Abroad about this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, I was smuggling cocaine from the United States to Peru, mm-hmm. and then this fucking soccer riot happened, and I just walked out of jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys! <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) So, 
the Peruvian government responded to all of this harshly. Ineffectively. I, I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Not harshly at all. Oh, real? Oh, uh, like just like. Well, he, so here's what happened. What's the what's the word I'm trying? Like indifferent? Like were they indifferent well, to it? Well, there was an inquiry, right? Yeah. But first of all, like there were a lot of theories floated about what really happened, um, and it went it ran from like the rioters orchestrated this riot. No. And by riot, you know what? I'm I'm even hesitant to call it a riot. I don't think that's what it was. Yeah, it, it was an escalation sure, by the police. That's yeah. what, that's what I feel it was. Which, which led to an escalation and tension among the fans. And I I mean, it was an tech- it, it was an ineffective response by the police. At best, it was an escalating response by the police that just fed into more and more. I think you reaction. could. I, I mean, I I think you could technically call it a riot. But I because, would call it with all parties involved, including right. the police. Well, I mean, well, that's why the that's why the term riot exists because it takes all the other actions that led to that. Yes, to, completely off the hook, and then it keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Um, Watch out for this guy because he's. Oh, like, is he right under my little? Yeah, yeah man. He's so like, he just wants he wants to be in here, but he wants the door slightly open. He does to know that he could get out. And he wants to sit like right under the rocking chair. Yeah. Which. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like when, when they sit under our uh, footrests yeah. when we put the chairs up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to look to make sure. He just wants to be I'm here with chilling. us. Yes. So um, another theory was that the police orchestrated it. No, this is so, this is all, no. This is all. What I think it was is it was a terrible overreaction by the police. Well, For the yes, second guy. That's what started it. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even use overreaction from the fans. I would say that what they did was a... It was fucking-standable. Well, I would, right, a proper reaction. Yeah. Some of them left. Which was the safest reaction. Right. And if Some the doors them... had been, oh, if the gates had been open, 99% of this wouldn't have been an issue. Right. It would have been a shit show of the a game. The cops would have still killed two people, yes. but that wouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know... At least. Um, yeah, at least. Uh-huh. So yeah, the the reaction from the crowd was proper in my term. Honestly, yeah, I kind of think so. Some people left, some uh-huh. people stayed, some people were like, "All right, we're gonna fight the police." Yeah. Like all of those things, mm-hmm. like make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not none of those things are irrational. The thing that's not rational is the police's response right. to escalating the whole situation. That's my opinion. But uh, they did. Engage in an inquiry. It was led by ju- the Peruvian government. It was led by Judge Benjamin Castaneda. He started in his investigation like it must have been absolutely immediate because he was tasked to attend every autopsy. Wow. Okay. Hundreds yeah. of autopsies. Yeah. Like instantly, he had to get how on do you, it. How do you even make time for that? I don't. Think you do. I mean, I don't think it can physically get done in no. time. One person cannot do that. Now, I learned recently about the funeral industry. You can keep a body if you chill it, right? But I, there's only you can't do it indefinitely, and it would take weeks and weeks and weeks for this for one person yeah. to be present at all the autopsies, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like I don't that... think a medical examiner does 328 autopsies in no, like. No, they probably do one a day. I don't know. You know what? I, I don't, I don't All even I know is from know. Quincy. 
So I I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like the, it's like the idiots here, like the gut nuts. They call like, it slam dancing. Slam dancing. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um. No, it's like the idiots here are like they're coming to take our guns away. Like, have you ever thought of like the? Literally, has any of those people thought of like the logistics of that happening? It's impossible. It's not possible. You know, it's it's just not. And like in like in yes. this in in this reference, mm-hmm. like what. Like, all the stuff that they're... It's not possible for this guy to be at fucking... It's just not. Because by the time he gets to the 317th one, um, all sorts of... Decomposition? Have happened, and yeah. Well, like I said, you can... You can ice them. You can ice them, but that doesn't... That doesn't, yeah. Embalming is what starts to stop decomposition, I I think, but I could be wrong. And no, not even. That's just for burial. But I'm trying to be very careful about that. Yes. There we go. Okay. Watch this little pause. I, I, I did date somebody who owned a funeral home in high school. <laughs> I recently <laughs> spoke to some people who ran a funeral home. Um, but anyway, uh, so, but what, one of the things he did do, one of the things this judge Benjamin Castaneda did do is he was one of the, one of the people who corroborated the two gunshot victims or potential gunshot Mm. victims. He got a call that was like, there were two gunshot victims in a nearby hospital immediately after this. He's like, okay, I want to go find out what, what's going on here. See if they're part of this. He rushes to the hospital and he gets there and they're like, oh, they just took them away. Hmm. They died. They they just took them away. Yeah. So he didn't get to see them. So shady at best. Yeah. He would later say he spoke to a man who said his two sons traveled to the game and he never heard from them again and they were not counted among the dead. Now I find it a little coincidental that the two people who were shot were brothers, but it could happen. I don't know. That was that was um, one of Castaneda's like stories about this sure. situation. But anyway, so he reported. He he did he published his report to the government. He said the government's official death toll did not, quote, reflect the true number of victims since there are well-founded suspicions of secret removals of those killed by bullets, Mm. end quote. He also said, like, he was basically on board with, like, the government set this up. So uh, he called out the Ministry of the Interior, who oversaw the Peruvian police force. Right, so they're they're the state police are under the Ministry of the Interior for deliberate. That makes sense. Yeah. He called them out for deliberately orchestrating the whole thing to quote make the people learn with blood and tears end quote that there would be hell to pay if they dare cross the cops or yeah, the, the state the, forces. That's the fucking American motto. <laughs> yeah, I mean it well, is South American, North American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, United, United States, States of, of American. American motto. Yes. Yeah, and all we've done since 9-11 is given more weapons. And, and more, more legal toys, rights. More toys mm-hmm. to play with. Yeah. So the Peruvian government disagreed with the report. They threw out the report. Well, yeah, Which is not going to make you look great if you're do- already being accused. But, of- it doesn't, but it doesn't matter in a dictatorship. No, of course it doesn't. Like it really doesn't. No. It sounds very Trumpian, frankly. Yeah. So for his troubles, Castaneda was fined for turning in his inquiry report too late. 
and for not attending the autopsies of all 328 victims. Yeah. Yeah, because that's impossible. Yep. And that's why they set the standard where they did. Yep. Yeah. The only other individual consequence was that Jorge Azambuja, the police commander present on the pitch who ordered the tear gas be fired, was sentenced to 30 months in prison for his actions. Wow, okay. It's something. He was the fall guy. Yes. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Estadio Nacional reduced its seating capacity in wake of the tragedy, although frankly, <clears throat> maybe you just open your fucking gates. That, maybe like, you do that instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was renovated in the early 2000s so it could host the 04 Copa America. It switched to AstroTurf in 05, <laughs> but that was torn out in 2010. During more renovations, because everybody hated it. <laughs> everybody complained. Yeah, AstroTurf on a For soccer? Pitch? Yeah, like... So that renovation also included hundreds of new luxury boxes, underground parking, and new restaurants. So this is, it stands today, Estadio Nacional today, after these more oh, like renovations. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh, so what it apparently does not include in this new stadium... Is a plaque, monument, memorial, or any other acknowledgement of this disaster? Well, it's because they. It's because it's bankrolled by the Peruvian government, who. Well, part of it is like they want people to not know that it ever happened. That's true. Well. That's the main yeah. reason. I mean, you're gonna know, but. People so, will find out. I mean, the internet well, exists. Plus, also, I'm imagining this is like a story that was passed down. I'm I'm watching him. Yeah. To like. Grandparent, you know, grandparents to parents and children and all that. It's the funniest thing, like, when you go to the, the Buffalo Bills Stadium. Mm-hmm. I've not been there in a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm pretty sure his name is still up there on the wall of fa- the ring of fame, mm-hmm. as they call it. Like, O.J. Simpson's name yeah. is still up there. And it's just like... He still appears in stats and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, he was so damn good. Yeah, he's that, up there. That when everybody, like, uh, it was like a couple years ago, some running, I can't remember who it was had two consecutive 200-yard rushing games. Mm-hmm. Now, even getting one in your career, that's yeah. a fucking... Mm-hmm. But doing two in a row, mm-hmm. and they were like... they're like Only pl- so many people... They were like, done- players that have done this. O.J. Simpson did it twice. <laughs> and it was just like, it's like every now and then, like his name just pops up on I've some list. It. Yeah, and it's just like, you can't... Like, it, in statistical foot NFL history, like, you can't get rid of the guy. Well, unless you <laughs> literally decide to wipe him from the history. Which, I mean, you can't. I mean, you really can't. It wouldn't really be telling the real no. story. And I, and like, I've talked about that with other Bills fans. Like, like what, like, how do you feel about his name? So, and it's just like, well, it's not like he wasn't a part of the Bills. It's not like if you took down his name that. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, to me, it's just like, to me, it's just like, you might as well just leave it up there. And I, you know, I almost said, well, at least put it with the caveat convicted murderer, but he was not a convicted murderer. Or like, or he, <laughs> so, he was not. That's correct. Not. Yes. I wonder if he had been found guilty, would they have changed that? I don't know. I mean, it's who knows? It's interesting, right? He was found guilty in a fucking civil? He was, yeah. But I mean, who knows? But yeah, I, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. but I'm like, at least put like an asterisk. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, please don't look too hard at this one. Double murder. So coming back full circle, just yes. to wrap things up. As I said in the beginning, we as humans don't seem to learn our lesson ever. So on Saturday, October 1st, 2022, a football match loss in Malang, Indonesia led to a police response oh, wow. oh, of tear gas and assault when people fled 
They were men with gates. Now, this was a panic. They sure. were Well, it seems like that. We'll find out more information as years go by. But they were met with gates designed to accommodate two people at a time. That's just... Might as well be the fucking corrugated steel doors. Uh, might as well be like uh, an 1860 design of a fucking, like, like what? Yeah. Two people at a time. So Liz, this led to the loss of, at present count, 127 people. I'm sure we'll cover it's it in the up. future. Yeah. But until then, unfortunately, we will never run out of these stories to tell. No. And that, my friends, was the story of the Estadio Nacional disaster. Yeah. Everything about this story sucks. It sure does. As most of our stories do. Um, to quote NWA, fuck the police, just saying. Yeah, I mean, man. It, fuck these police. Correct. Like, I mean, I had a very good interaction with a uh, police officer today. Like, you know, she was really cool. Like, like Oh, and, helping you out at the yeah, venue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, and it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I... I Tend to just stay away from police. Yep. Like, if I see one of them around, I'm like, I'm going to go mm-hmm. 50 feet the other way. Just for my own, and, and really for my own safety. Like, that's how I feel. Yep, See. You know? Um, but, like, the beer line got so long uh-huh. that it stretched past, like, where you were supposed to have alcohol. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she was like, you guys can't be back there. Oh. And I was just like, I was like, this is the line. Oh, not huh. being a dick. I, right, you're but, just explaining what why and, you were there. And she was like, "This is the line." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, yeah." It was such was a like, terrible setup. Yeah, frankly, yeah. She was like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "I was like, can I get you one?" <laughs> and, she, and she was like, "She was like at eight forty-five. You can. That's when I'm off." Oh, is that why you told her later? I <laughs> yes. saw you. T- you said something to yeah. cop about eight forty-five because I saw her when we were oh, leaving. Okay, and I was like, I was like, funny. I was like, it's closer to eight forty-five. She's like, damn right it is. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Not for nothing, one lady cop. I'm much gonna be much more inclined to trust oh, yeah, a lady that's, cop. Yes, I am too. Two black lady cop. Yeah. I'm much more inclined to trust a black lady cop than a white lady cop. Yes. So there we go. Or a fucking uh like a you know, like a former marine dude with like tattoos and shit. Like I'm I'm definitely gonna stay away from that dude. You know? Yeah. Yes, we are but, stereotyping. Uh, just yeah, to say. Well, because it's been mm-hmm. it's not really that much of a story. We have video evidence. Yeah. <laughs> but um Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's uh, what what I like to say is, yeah, there are a few good cops out out there. <sighs> Frankly, I think there are there a few are. good cops yes. out there. And it's like and, Are and they I, in the majority? I'm not so convinced. Uh well, we know that they're not. Yeah. Um I, I, that was the nice way of saying that. No, yeah. I don't think they are, but Yeah. But, uh, Which really sucks because there are probably some really nice people who are just trying to serve the public out there. Right. Yeah. And I try to think about that too. Like it's like it's like I don't want to hate police. Yeah. It's like, but you keep giving me a reason to. Like so. But anyway, and then, and that's, then you keep not holding the people who do give you a bad name responsible. Accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, fuck fraternal order of the cops or whatever the fuck. Like fuck those people. Well, no, They're it's a, it's it's a, it's it's qualified immunity. Yeah. Like like what if in in your regular life mm-hmm. or in your not regular life? What if you're in job life? You'd be like, I can do whatever I want and I'll never get fired and I'll never like. Naturally, yeah. and I'm not I'm not saying it's anything necessarily against the cops themselves. Naturally. It's a system that is creating that. Right. It's like, naturally, it's like, well, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know? Like, if, if, 
if I went into my plant on Monday and they were like, you can do whatever the fuck you want, guess what I would do? Whatever the fuck I felt like. You, you know? know what I would do? I would probably just do my job. Because well, I, I like do, my I job. I would do that too. I don't no, love no. my job. But... No, I'm saying just because I happen to like my job. Yeah. And I'm not armed with an AR-15 just yeah, for okay. the record. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine telling somebody <laughs> armed to the teeth. Which police in America are. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Whether they want to be or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. So that's, again. So. Yeah. To get it back to. When you're in Kansas uh, City. Yes. One, know your exits, of course. I, I always right? do. Two, if something happens, no panicking. No. No. It's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the. I'm not saying yeah. that you need to be reminded of this. No. I know that that's how, how you would react. I'm just saying. I'm doing two sports disasters in a row for you you. as you prepare for your Bills trip, which will be its own disaster for how badly they lose, I'll bet. We'll see. We we might break the curse this year. You have a track record, sir. I do, but they all get broken at some point. Correct me if I'm wrong, but KC is one of the harder teams they're going to go up against this year. Yeah, like I said, it's the Super Bowl of the regular season. Mm. Like, it really is. How do you feel it's going to go? I think it'll it'll be a close game. Whoever, Whoever I... You're like, not sure who who you predict. I I think the final score will be something like you know thirty four to twenty seven or mm-hmm. thirty four to thirty something like that. So relatively high scoring. Yeah, I think it will be. You think the office weather weather conditions, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a Is clear it day. Is supposed to be good? Okay, mm-hmm. what's temps? Uh, like uh. High fifties, uh, low sixties. So your is, new outfit is, is like, perfect. Which is like perfect for also perfect for like a three thirty game. Yeah, three th- sunny four thirty game Eastern time. This is essential time. Oh, there again. you go. Mm-hmm. But uh, I won't be watching. Sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't think you would be. <laughs> I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. The only thing yeah, I'm preparing for is like, how am I gonna counter? Because I know I'm gonna hear it. Mm-hmm. How am I gonna counter thirteen seconds? I know I'm gonna hear that fucking. What's that? Well, that's the Bills blew that fucking lead last year in the playoff game with 13 seconds. Was it left. against Casey? Oh, yes. that okay, okay. And like I know I'm gonna hear that. <laughs> I'm I like, guess <laughs> people aren't gonna be. It's the Midwest. People but these aren't are vicious. Well, if I mean, you're not a dick. I think. Well, they no, would I'm, be, which I'm never a dick. Not, you're no, not. I'm not a dick. If if your friend's not a dick either. <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah. are with Brandon. After I, all. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't listen, so. That's <laughs> true. I can name him. Not naming his full name. I was going to say, I can't necessarily go there. But no, I mean, I've been to plenty of places with this guy. We've always had a fun time. And that's, I think that's what it's going to be, is a good time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully that's, that's definitely, exactly it's it definitely is. a stadium that I've always wanted to go to. And mm-hmm. a week from, t- week from, well, uh-huh. a week from today. Yeah. I will be there. You know what you should do? If the Bills win, I know you guys will go out afterwards to celebrate Unironically and without rubbing anything in, if you see a sad Chiefs fan there's or nothing, couple, there, there's, but that's the thing. There's nothing to rub in. No, no, no. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is, if you see a couple of sad Chiefs fans, be like, "Hey guys, totally I'd sympathize." Be like, I'd be like, "Hey guys, uh, I can't sympathize because you've won two Super th- Super Bowls." <laughs> yeah. No, you can sympathize with losing. Well, they. Well, that's yeah. what you're sympathizing with. But we've never gotten the win part. <laughs> Yeah. I gotcha, but Yeah. They're 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 two and two Here, and no, no, no. Here, here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Be nice, buy them oh, a couple always, of shots. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy them shots probably, mm. but yeah, you know, I'll be nice. Buy them a Labat. Yeah. Well yeah, there'll be plenty of that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But uh yeah, it's gonna be fun and uh 
I'm just looking forward to going to Kansas City having some uh, Midwest barbecue. Yes. And and you're going with a, your friend who's a chef, too, no yes. less. So yep. <laughs> you'll have a good culinary. Uh, a, uh, he's not a master chef. What is he? He's a... Uh, executive chef, executive right? Chef. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, at a posh place, too. Uh, so. Yeah, really posh. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad for you. I'm just showing you how bad it could be. Oh, I mean, <laughs> if you shit. Were in I mean, in 1964. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that, that's kind of what I was thinking about, too, like, when we were doing this whole... I'm like, if some fucking weird shit, like, not weird, criminal shit... Like, mm-hmm. this happened, like, at an, a sporting event I was at. Like, how would I react? Yeah, right. Like, uh-huh. it, it's like, yeah, you know, that That's rough. And I know. think that's ultimately the thing you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Like, we all like to think how we think we would react in things until of course, we're actually there. Until right? you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. And Can I also just say, I just realized that my topic for next week I can't do. Why? Because I don't want to weird you out with a plane crash. Oh, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then. Are we doing it before I go? Yes. Okay. Then right before. Then okay. do something else. I will. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what it was going to be, because we'll do it eventually. Uh-huh. I was going to cover the death of Newt Rockney. Oh, well, no, we can still do that. Are you sure? I don't know anything about it. It was a plane crash. No, I know that. I know that. But it was 1931. I was going to say, yeah. It's not like it was on a fucking Boeing with jet engines. I don't like, know. I'm still not sure it's a wise idea. You know, just because, like, you're a little bit of a nervous flyer these days because we've talked so much about Because <laughs> I, I, I know so much about plane crashes. Yes. And that all it takes sometimes is a screw. Or a a screw. Yes, or, or or your pilot could literally have their child fly the plane. So, yes, um, I'll come up with another. I'll, I'll try to find no, another sports-related. No, you've already done the research. I haven't. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. No, I was just planning it, but that that is a, a long-standing topic on my, uh, on my list. I think list, we've had some requests for that, too, haven't we? I'm not sure. I don't recall. Okay. Right. It's on my list if, if we have it. Anyway, yeah. I'll come up with something else. Anybody who loves our banter will love this episode because... We did all the banter on the back end. Is it yeah. really fucking... What is it? One twenty-three in the morning. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, we started it like almost two hours God. ago. Do you know it's John Lennon's birthday? I didn't. It anyway. was John Lennon's birthday. So on that note... um, He would have been 82. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah, he's about my dad's age. Dad's age. Mm-hmm. All of them are. All yeah, of those are. All the Beatles, yeah. Um, so, so with that bit of trivia. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and two 8.6ers in. Yes. Cheers. So that was the Estadio Nacional disaster. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week. <laughs>